The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by Amy Elaine Ministries, Inc. Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with your hosts, Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Two friends, both devoted wives and moms who have a passion for Jesus and huge hearts for the broken. Amy Elaine is an inspirational speaker, author, and Bible teacher. Latan is an award-winning author, sought-after speaker, and Bible teacher, too. Get ready for some real talk about real life and answers to how you can be courageous and live in victory. Now here's your hosts, Amy Elaine and Hey friends, welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez. And I'm your other host, Latan Mullen Murphy. We are continuing our show today with a conversation that we started in the previous episode with Rondi Smith of Rest Stop Ministries. Rest Stop Ministries is a nonprofit 501c3 faith-based organization in Nashville, Tennessee, and they are dedicated to comprehensively restoring female survivors of domestic sex trafficking. We told you a lot about that last time. They follow a housing-first model and provide holistic, survivor-centered, trauma-informed care in a long-term residential community, and we are so excited about having Rondi back to just talk about this very important um, topic that of sex trafficking trafficking in our nation today. It's happening right here, not just around the world, but right here in your own county, people. And we want to talk about it and see what we can learn from Rondi today. We're really going to throw the mic to her. And Latan, I know you have a question for Rondi. Rondi, we are just so grateful that you agreed to come back again on the show. We felt God's blessing on everything you had to share. And so we want to basically today turn the mic over to you with this question. So tell us the greatest victory Rest Stop Ministries has experienced collectively um, to this point. It is such a sacred privilege for me to get to share this. So The greatest victory in our ministry actually happened in 2015 when we acquired the property that we operate our program out of. And as God would have it, the name of this property was already called Good Hope Farm before we even got it. And um, Lynette, uh, excuse me, I know that you know this story and that you have a connecting point and that you actually had an opportunity to minister to this family. So I'm just going to tell it briefly, but I want to make sure the listeners understand it's not our greatest victory that was our last victory way back in 2015. This is just a victory that keeps giving and giving and growing and growing. And it set us up. It launched this work that we do at Good Hope Farm. It so sure did. When, when God first called me to found Rest Stop Ministries, it was in 2011. And I was still a pastor. And I would sit in my office there in the church. And I would look out my church window. And I could see the property right next door to our church, which was a $1.4 million mansion that I knew an 80-year-old woman lived in alone. And I knew that she wanted to sell it because it was her family's inheritance. And she was ready to, to sell and move on. And I just kept hearing the Lord say to me, so better to live in a mansion than women and girls whose lives have been hell on earth. And I was hearing him speak to my soul. In my father's house are many rooms, and I've told you to prepare a place for these women. And I just felt like he was laying claim to that mansion. And that was 
too huge for me to even imagine. But I started walking in it. I started walking in obedience, and we launched that vision, and people got behind us, and we were trying to raise the $1.4 million, which is a lot of money for a nonprofit that is just beginning, yes, and all is. we have is a wing and a prayer, a vision. But as God would have it, while we were walking in obedience, I, I mentioned the last time we were together, I believe his call is dynamic. And we're not called to the thing, we're called to him, and it's follow him. And so in the midst of following after him, a horrific tragedy happened. Truly. At, in the outskirts of Nashville, on this beautiful farm, 25 acres, two beautiful homes, where a godly extended family lived together. And it was a tragedy that had evil and devastation at so many levels. And it it floored us all and broke our hearts in this area. And I had no earthly idea that God was then going to connect me with this family through his holy network. And that he was going to say to me, you're to approach them about buying their property, which they left the day the tragedy happened with the clothes on their backs. They never wanted to come back. It held too much pain for them, even though it had been their dream. That's right. And they needed and they needed to sell it to be able to survive. And God said, You're you're to offer. This this is where Rest Stop Ministries is going to be. And long story short, when we came together for the very first time, they were hopeless. They couldn't even hardly lift their chin, and they said to me that day, this is the first thing we've heard that gives us hope and lifts our chins, that God is going to redeem this horrific tragedy, and he's going to reclaim that land that we love and those homes that we love, and he's going to, he's going to use it for his glory, and it was such a beautiful, true ashes to beauty story yes. that it took our breath away yes, it, and it really God was. was saying you thought what I was calling you to was just about the women that you were going to serve but you didn't know I was also going to use you to rescue another group of survivors this devastated family and that I was going to be their deliverer through you and through rest stop ministries and so I just want to say God always dreams bigger dreams for us than we dream for ourselves and he does more than we ask or imagine exceeding exceedingly abundantly more and hope heals and hope helps heal that family and hope is now healing these survivors at good hope farm is that not a story incredible (laughs) that's such a beautiful story and i know you have so many other beautiful stories uh just the survivors that have the residents and their journeys would you tell us about some things that um go on at rest stop and the women who come in these just some more beauty to ashes Ashes to beauty stories. Yes. And in fact, I was just talking to someone from law enforcement the other day who said, would you please remind your staff that the very first victory is just these women walking through your door? Because it takes so much to just get them there. This crime has so many layers. The trauma is so severe that many of them can't even make it to the point of trusting anyone enough to think that there would be anything good for them here. And so the first victory is just the the 36 women who walked through our doors. And then it's just so beautiful for us to get to see their 
reaction and when they begin to come and it starts dawning on them, are you kidding me? This is where I get to live. This beautiful space that just <laughs> is just such a safe sanctuary. Mm. And you can just see it start doing things to their self-esteem. They feel so unworthy. And they talk about, you know, I, I can't live here. And when that starts falling away, and and then they will talk about this is the first night of peaceful sleep mm-hmm. I've oh, had Lord. in years Thank you, Jesus. Where I feel safe and secure and have a bed and then when they begin to learn that the food is plentiful because many of them in their trafficking situation food will be used as punishment or reward oh, and they're, they never know when their next meal is coming and, and when they learn no it's plentiful you can have all you want and then just all the first that we get to see that are victories for them. So many of them, their childhoods were stolen. Mm -hmm. And so the little things that they didn't get to do as a child, you know, we have a swing set. You can go down to the creek and you can play in the creek. And we're going to take a family vacation and you get to go to a theme park. And they're just blown away Mm -hmm. by things that they never had opportunity had to have that we think, you know, every child should have. And then first like I've never had anybody to teach me I don't know how to clean I don't know how to load and unload Mm. a dishwasher I don't know how to cook I've never been taught to drive I've never had a driver's license all the firsts that we get to walk them through where you're just watching piece after piece after piece of the restoration come to them and and then you know those who stay all the way through the program, then they start getting things like their very first car and their very first apartment and their very first job that that isn't, you know, the horrific job they've been forced to do. And it literally, we celebrate every single victory. We celebrate every sober milestone when they come and say, do you realize I have 90 days clean right now? And we celebrated and oh, how we just awesome. do a lot of celebrating of victories. But I want to read you one little excerpt from uh, one of our residents. We've changed the name to protect the innocent, but this is in her words. And then I'll talk about a couple of the key victories that are here, but this is Daisha. She says, I've never known anything but the streets. It was our way. My grandmother was a prostitute. My mother was a prostitute. And they told me it would be my life too. And it was. Until one day, my pimp beat me brutally. I'd had enough. I was offered a way out and I took it. But I had to fight every single day to stay in this foreign culture called rest hop. But before I even realized what happened, this became my home, my new family. I'm no longer the barefoot woman walking the streets. I am now clothed in dignity. Mm. Wow. And I I cried wow. because she was such a beloved member of our program. And it wasn't just that her pimp beat her brutally, but just days before she came to us, he knocked her teeth out with a baseball bat. And one of the things we were able to do for her was give her a new smile. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness, <laughs> it was so beautiful. Oh and then I will never forget the day that we were sitting in circle. We were sitting in group, and she said, I've forgiven him. Mm-hmm. 
That's powerful. Have forgiven him. And it it left us all breathless. We couldn't believe that such a work could be done. So those are some of the victories. I'll pause for a minute. There's one more specific one that I want to tell you about, but if you have words. Sure. Rondi, we are just grateful to be able to share these stories with our listeners so that they can know the work, the mighty work that you are doing, you and your team. And we're going to have one of your team members on next week and talk about just being on staff there and her survivor story. And we're excited about that. I just want to give you a moment to breathe and, and oh, let us take this in. That will be a powerful time with Cynthia. And in fact, it gives me a chance to say this. So Latan, you know that you graciously um, sent us uh, your book, Courageous Women of the Bible. And you sent us enough copies so that we could do this with our women. And it was Cynthia who wanted to lead this because it meant something to her and And so she can tell you that and she can tell you uh, how about how much the women loved it. But I just loved when they would come in and they would tell me, oh, we just did my favorite. I love Deborah because she's so powerful and she has so much strength. And and the gal who told me that actually came from a Jewish background. And she said, do you know that my middle name is the Jewish name um, Devorah? And that's really Deborah. And I just would love it when they would get so excited. And another one came in and said, the woman at the well, she said, I've heard that story so many times. She actually had a faith background, but she said, would you tell your friend that the way she wrote that part about the woman at the well, she said, new layers of guilt and shame fell off of me and new hope came to me. And so I just wanted to encourage you, Latin, that your book is ministering and victory. I'm just making a big mess here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the (laughs) listeners because Amy's trying to help me turn the microphone. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Latan's book was such a powerful book, and I know that it has blessed your listeners. So we are so glad about that. Can you share one more victory story with us from, you know, just anything? Any you said you had a couple in mind, so I would love for you to share that with us. I, I want to tell you about Julie, because I think her story shows so many of the layers of the things that we get the privilege of helping to restore. So again, I'm going to read her little snippet and then I'll fill in some blanks. I was a single mom with a professional career when I became addicted to prescription drugs. Who knew I would begin dating a guy who would end up holding me hostage in a hotel room for months, selling my body while using the drugs to control me. I've lost everything dear to me. But I got the last word. My testimony helped send him to prison for his crime of sex trafficking. Let's stop. Help me get my life back. And I am forever grateful. Wow. This gal was a nurse raised in an upper middle class home. This shows you how it crosses all socioeconomic barriers. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, it sure does. Because she was a single mom raising this young child and working And the white-collar crime of, well, here, just take this. It will really give you the energy that you need to do everything you need to do. And then it turns into this addiction to prescription drugs, which we know is a scourge on our planet right now. And so that made her vulnerable. And then, again, she's single, mother. She wants to date, dates this guy. Who knew? Again, he targeted her. He was someone who was all wrapped up in the criminal industry of um, 
pornography and adult entertainment. And we don't know all the details, but we think that while she was being held in that hotel room, um, that it was probably even these, these acts of trafficking were being recorded and put somewhere on like Pornhub where there's actual real rapes that are there. Those yes. aren't just actors. If you know anything about Pornhub, yes. and oh, it Jesus. was horrific. And he used her drug addiction to keep her in control of her. But when she says she lost everything dear to her, she lost obviously her nursing license. She lost custody of her child. She lost her relationship with her upper middle-class family who could not understand this crime. And oftentimes the victim, you know, is blamed rather That's than right. understanding what's That's happening. Right. And, yeah. and, and she lost everything. And I'll never forget that she was the one who com- was the first one to complete our program. And she kept telling everybody um, she had to go to a drug rehab. They have to be 30 days clean to come in. And she just kept telling them every day, and they would call us and tell She just keep saying, get me to the rest stop. Get me to the rest stop. I know I'm supposed to be there. God's telling me if I can just get to the rest stop, it's all going to be all right. And two years of walking with this precious woman, and in the midst of it, her mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer, we were able to walk with her through family reconciliation to the point she was reconciled with her mom before her mother died, then got to actually stand up at her mother's funeral and speak, which nobody dreamed was going to happen because her whole family was unreconciled. were able to, again, get her to the place where she could testify, where so the legal, helping them walk through, be their advocate with the court system. Um, And then just to report that she now is thriving. She worked so hard. She has her nursing license back and is working. She has custody (laughs) of her child. Oh, man. She is living with her elderly father and taking care of him. Wow. I'm telling you, God transforms lives. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I love what you said earlier about God dreams bigger dreams than we can think for ourselves. And I'm sure she could not have imagined when she came to rest stop that her life could look any different. And so we are so humbled by this show. I can't stop crying. She was so <laughs> broken and, in fact, told us, I I would have died. I was about to die. The next thing that was going to happen to me was going to be an overdose, and I was going to die. And it's about resurrection life here. It really is about resurrection life. And I just can't tell you, it's it's the hardest work I've ever done, but it is the most rewarding. And it's a it's an expensive model. You know, it costs us $35,000 per woman per year to do all the things that we have to do. But God just said, I'm calling you to it, and I'm going to be faithful. And he has, and he's provided, and he has sustained us, and we just keep going as long as he provides the resources for us to do what he said to do. And he said, love them lavishly in my name. I love so that. That's what we want to do. How can our listeners connect with you? Where can we go? How can they donate to Rest Stop Ministries? We want to support your work because it is so important and what you are doing is invaluable to the kingdom. Well, you are so sweet. They can find us on the website, Rest Stop Ministries. Dot O-R-G. No dots, no spaces, just 
rest stop ministries, R-E-S-T-S-T-O-P ministries.org, and they can donate right online. They can see ways to even be able to just send supplies. We have a you know, a wish list and we have a, a, like a gift registry, they can pray for us. Oh my, do we need a prayer covering? If they're anywhere in our local vicinity, you know, um, our volunteer application is right there online. It takes a village. We love people to engage with us. So there are so many ways um, to support us. And I think you can find it all right there on our website. Well, we are encouraging our listeners to go check that out at reststop.org. And get to know what they're doing and the importance of what is happening there. Can you tell us in one minute, just give us some statistics, um, and then I'd love for you to pray for our listeners. But I want to remind the listeners why you're doing what you're doing. Okay. So, again, 40 million enslaved people in the world today, more than any time in human history. And 80% of those are female and 50% of those are children trafficked for the purpose of sexual exploitation. It's a $150 billion industry worldwide. Human trafficking is. It is the second largest criminal enterprise and the fastest growing crime on the planet. And in the United States of America, 300,000 American children are at risk annually for trafficking into the sex industry. Every two minutes, a child is trafficked for the purpose of sexual exploitation. And this has to stop. I know in our own state of Tennessee, 100 minors are trafficked every month. That's 1,200 of our own kids right here in the state. You can get the statistics for your state. It is going on, I promise you. But we are a long-term residential restoration program, and God has told us, restore my precious survivors and stop this horrific oppression. Yes. Yes, Lord. You know, Rondi, I feel like we should pray over you and your ministry rather than have you pray for our listeners. We're just going to pray for you and for rest stop. So I'm going to start that. We only have a few moments left on the show. Father God, we know your heart is to rescue every single child, every Mm -hmm. single woman, every single young man, every person who is being trafficked today is such a horrific crime. And I know that it breaks your heart. Lord, would you expose the darkness? Yes, Jesus. Bring your light into the lives of these people. And God, we just thank you for Rest Stop Ministries and the work that they are doing. It is so important to your kingdom. We know you see her. And we just ask that you would pour out mightily upon everyone that they are working with and who work there, Lord, in your spirit would just pour out upon them to do the work, the restorative redemptive work of Christ in their lives. And Lord, we pray for a blessing of provision over the ministry Mm -hmm. that you would provide every need they have, God, that there would be an abundance of your love and your gifting and your physical, the physical things that they need would be provided. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for Rondi and for all of the the staff there at Rest Stop. And we thank you for their supporters and the volunteers. And we thank you for what you are doing. Father, we just enter into the sacred space because you've invited us here Mm -hmm. by the blood of the lamb, your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for all the sin that we've spoken of today. Lord, we're so humbled that you gave us this invitation 
Lord, we know you're standing in the gap between this situation and God the Father, and you're representing each one of these girls and men and children, Lord, and Rondi and her staff, Lord, and Rest Stop Ministries as a whole, and the family who experienced so much trauma, Lord, that this property was made possible. And we ask you in the name of Jesus to do your good work and complete this work, Lord, according to your goodwill. We know that wholeness is who you are. You embody wholeness. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for worldwide wholeness, Lord. And we pray that each listener would realize that we each one have a responsibility to keep our eyes open and our ears open and our hearts open to be used for your glory in situations just like this. You are inviting us, Lord, now. In your holy name, we give you praise. We pray, pray multiplication process over this ministry. Yes, Lord. In your holy name, amen. Yes, amen. amen. Thank Ladies, you. Thank you for yes. your obedience to this divine appointment. I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Well, we are grateful to have you. That's Rondi Smith, Dr. Rondi Smith of Rest Stop Ministries. Y'all go check them out. And remember, we are listener supported, so go check out... Real Victory Radio and the Victory Movement at realvictoryradio.org. We are going to share more about this. Thank you so much for making Real Victory Radio part of your day. We hope you are encouraged by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez and Latan Roland Murphy. Go to amyelaine.com to find out more about Amy's ministry, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. And go to latanmurphy.com to learn more about her award-winning book, Courageous Women of the Bible. Real Victory Radio is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Check out the Victory Movement for ways you can partner with us to reach listeners with the power to go courageously and live in victory. Please join us again Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio. 94.7 FM, The Word.